When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of After Impact. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with none other than Agent Smith. Mr. Bilyeu. What is up, my man? How's it going? It's going very well, thank you. Good, good. I'm in the zone because we just rocked out yeah. an episode of AMA, That's so right. That's right. I'm all I'm all hopped You're up. Ready to go. Let's You're in flow state. Do it. All right. Today we are talking about Lewis Howes and again, welcome everyone to After Impact. This is a show where we unpack the impact of this week's episode with Lewis Howes. The one on and impact only. theory. The one and only. Yes. This is uh, a repeat visit for him. He, we had him back on Inside Quest back in the day. Indeed we did. Exciting to have the uh, alumni come back around. Definitely. And it's been so cool to watch him change and grow. Like he's blowing up. Um, I remember when I very first met him, he was like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm really working hard to reach more people. And I just feel like, I don't know, I've hit some sort of plateau. And then that dude just smashed with that plateau. Not long after that, he's New York Times bestselling author. His podcast is growing like gangbusters. It's really been neat to see somebody putting in the work and getting the result. Yeah, it's awesome. So for those of you who don't know, Lewis Howes is a high-performance coach, mentor, speaker, author, um, host of the School of Greatness podcast, which is one of the most successful podcasts in the business, self-help, personal development space. Um, he is also the author of the book, uh, The School of Greatness, which was a New York Times bestseller. Indeed. And has recently released the book, The Mask of Masculinity, which is a lot of what uh, the two of you talked about in this interview. Yes. So let's dive right in. Let's. Um, in the beginning of the episode, Lewis tells a really powerful story about 
um, what prompted him to write the book. And that was uh, an event that occurred where he was really out of control with his emotions. And he, he got in a, a, a pretty brutal and, and bloody fight on a basketball court. Um, I want to ask you now, having had experience with um, trying to understand your emotions and have better emotional intelligence, can you talk about um, periods in your life when you had to overcome something similar? Um, so I've really spent a lot of time working on not being out of control with my emotions. So I don't have any like big climactic fight like that. Um, but in my marriage, this is where it really played out for me was realizing. So I was working just an inhuman number of hours. Like I work a lot, a lot, a lot now, but Mm -hmm. the first 10 years of my entrepreneurial journey were marked with like, like now I'll say I'm either if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out, but Monday through Friday, and then I strike a different balance on the weekends. I still work, but it's not like that just crazy all in intensity. In the beginning, it was all consuming mm-hmm. to the point where um, even like on like a Saturday night, my wife would have to schedule time for us to sit down even for an hour um, just to reconnect. Yeah. And so that, and it definitely went to like a really unhealthy place. So in that, like when we had time together, I found that I was wasting a lot of time because something would happen every now and then, and I would just get really pissed off and then I would just stay mad. And so yeah. all the time that we had, which wasn't very much, I would spend being annoyed. And so I wanted to break out of that cycle. I, I never once got to the end of that and felt like, oh, I'm so glad I stayed pissed off as long as I did. Because the reality was it was something that legitimately did upset me, right? Like you have a real emotion. It's not like you're just flying off the handle. There's a real emotion. That's part of what Lewis breaks down in the book is it all starts from somewhere. Yeah. And so it would be a real emotion. I'd be reacting to something. But at the end of the day, I was never happy with how I'd allocated my time and energy and how that was making my wife feel. So I started putting in tools, tips, tactics to get control of my emotions very fast. And, and I'm very glad I did because certainly as I got deeper into business and things intensified and the stakes got higher and higher, I would have otherwise been more prone to getting carried away with my emotions because they were so much bigger because there was so much at stake. Yeah. Um, but by then I, I had control. And what about the time back? I believe it was at awareness technologies when you got into a pretty heated verbal altercation with one of your that was, back at, that was back at New York Film Academy. New York Film Academy, okay. Yeah, so that was a lesson that I learned about um, some people, they, they don't want to see you shine. And yeah. so I've always been really ambitious. And I've always, like, the one thing, even when I didn't have the drive, I had the ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always dreamed big, always wanted to do big things. So even back then, which I was in this sort of weird place where sometimes I would really be driven and then other times I would, you know, have to set an alarm to make a 10 p.m. movie because I was sleeping so much. So there, you know, I've, I've been through very different periods in my life. Um, but that was in a period where everything just lined up. I had the ambition, I had the drive, I was pushing really, really hard at work, and I'd gotten hired at the same time as this other guy, and I was rising very quickly through the company, and he wasn't. And so I ultimately, we got hired like on the same week, and whatever, six months later, I'm his boss, and he did not like that. Yeah. And he showed up um, one day hungover. He may have even still been drunk, if I remember right. And he had just broken up with his girlfriend or whatever. And so I, I really did feel for him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, just like go home, go home. 
And he got so pissed. And he was like, you know, you think you're all that? Like, you you used to be just like me. You've changed, changed, changed. <laughs> and it's like, unfortunately, I didn't have the lyric from Jay-Z back then to like hit him back with, which is, you think I worked this hard to stay the same? Um, so it just, it escalated, escalated, escalated until I actually thought we're about to fucking punch each other in the face. And that's just like where it was going, where it was going. And I don't remember why, like what finally diffused the situation, but ultimately he did just leave and go home. But yeah, that, that was a time where I would have handled the situation very differently now for sure. And how would you have handled it today? Um, you, you can't escalate. Like there's my, my verbal arguments to him were spot on, which went something like this dude, I totally get it. You're going through a brutal time right now. And I don't wish that on anybody. Certainly not you. I actually, I really care about you. He was a good friend of mine. I was like, I care about you. And you know, I want to see you win, but you can't be drunk at work. Like yeah. that's, if we don't agree on that, then we don't agree on the most fundamental things. So you can't be drunk at work. That's just finite. So the, the argument I think is pretty sound. Um, but it escalated to saying it in a way that was aggressive and then being the asshole and saying things like, um, y'all, you're lucky I don't fire you. Like I'm trying to be nice. Right. So it's like, that's never going to be perceived as being nice. If you're saying like, yeah. I, I could fire you. Like right. you, now you really do seem like the jerk that he's making you out to be. So, um, I would have stayed calm. I would have made sure. So we pulled each other aside, but if I, this part, I admittedly may be making up. We were outside. I can't remember if we went outside because it was like, let's fucking go outside. Let's go outside. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was one of those. And that's why we ended up, that's sort of my vague memory yeah. is that we were going outside because we knew that this may result in fists. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't have let it get to that point. So you, you have to deescalate. You have to calm people down. You have to look at it from their perspective. Let them know that you like hear them. You're hearing it from their perspective. Pull them aside somewhere where it's private. While we were outside, it was not private. And it was actually on the, there was a glass hallway. And so people were like walking really slowly <laughs> through the hallway. Cause we were like right up against the glass on the other side. Yeah. So it was like, we were basically on display in, in a glass zoo. Yeah. And people got to watch as we like were escalating, escalating. So yeah, that was not one of my finer moments. And then taking that situation and, and thinking about a lot of what Lewis talked about in his interview with sort of the mask of aggression, right? And that's like the natural place to go when the mm -hmm. emotions rise is let's, let's take this outside. You know, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Having read his book and, and heard him speak about that? It's really, really interesting. And I'm so glad that we went in on this in the interview, because as I'm reading the book, I'm thinking... I think there's sometimes where it serves you. Mm. And then he goes into it and he's mm -hmm. like, there are times where it serves you and this is why people do it. And the example that I always give though is about lying. It's like, here's why people lie. One, like to just grease the wheels, right? There's no reason to like confront everything. And oh God, like not everything has to be an argument or a fight. And so it's like, you tell that little white lie. Here's the problem. Half the time you get away with it. So you're like, whoa, this works. And I have no ill will. I'm not trying to like pull one over on them. Like it's really, really coming from a harmless to positive place. But half the time it, it doesn't work and the person knows you're lying. Mm -hmm. And so now you earn a reputation in their mind of being a liar. And so then it's like, they don't trust you. And so that's why ultimately with people that you want to have a relationship with, lying is, is a terrible strategy. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with, 
and, and this is the, the nuance of this is maybe where I'm not a hundred percent on the same page as Lewis. There are times where wearing a mask serves you. And he and I went into that in the episode and it's really worth hearing his point of view on this. Cause I think it's pretty fascinating, but then it, it rapidly becomes a problem and it's something that's no longer real. It's no longer authentic. You spin out of control. You use it to avoid facing something real inside mm. of you. Um, but I will say like aggression, for instance, is not my natural inclination. And so I'm a peacemaker. So I always want to make peace. And I've had to wear the, and it really is a mask for me. I've had to wear the mask of aggression to, to move forward in my life, to not be taken advantage of, to not just always choose the easy path because to invest in a long-term relationship, you've got to be able to confront it and say, this is where I really feel. Um, this is what I think. And, and, then the other person, like you may not agree and you may fight over things, but it's like, you always know where you stand. And there were times, certainly in my business career where people didn't know where they stood with me. And mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing them a favor because I didn't want to, cause people are not at their best when they're stressed out, when they're insecure, when they think, Oh, I might lose my job. But even like as shitty as that is to let somebody know your performance is so bad, like your job is in jeopardy. The only thing that's worse than that is to feel like you're a chess piece being moved around the board. Even if you have good intention with moving them around the board, they feel that movement. They don't understand it. It creates deep, deep, deep unease, distrust, and you become a frenemy, right? Mm. Where it's like, God, this person, like they seem like they want something good for me, but I feel them manipulating me. Yeah. And so I've just learned like with somebody where you really have an investment with them in a relationship, um, they need to know where you stand, which means that I've had to put on the mask of aggression to be able to say like, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to say it in a hurtful way, but I'm very much trying to say it in a direct way where they're not confused and know exactly what I'm talking about to say the hard thing. Um, and that does not come naturally to me. Yeah. So that mask has served me. Um, the, yeah, I, masks can serve you. They also can become a problem, but I think I may believe in the usefulness of channeling things that aren't necessarily your natural state um, more than Lewis. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. 
If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride. Because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Going back to taking ownership of your emotions, Lewis, you know, his light bulb moment was that that fight, that incident. Um, but like you said, you never had a, a moment like that. I think a lot of people don't have those moments, but slowly, slowly it sort of eats away at them over time or, or snowballs out of control. How can you kind of step back and reassess things um, to see how emotionally fit you are? Well, a great example of a time where something was just happening very, very slowly. And ultimately I realized, oh, wow, like I, I didn't think of it as wearing a mask, but to use um, Lewis's vernacular, I was wearing a mask. I was pretending to be somebody that I wasn't um, in service of what I thought was my own dream. So when I was chasing money, I'm at Awareness Technologies. I'm doing it specifically because I think it's going to make me rich. Um, That's the material mask he talks about. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. And so we, um, the three of us, the three partners in that company, um, we had a pact and that was within our code of ethics, we'll do whatever it takes to build this company. And in the end, I realized that that just isn't true for me. That's not the highest value that I have. The highest value that I have is connection, camaraderie, like really feeling connected to the people in the company, to the customer. Like that's so meaningful to me. And it's not an accident that I um, shot to prominence and success when the world aligned with the natural way that I like to be, which is connection. Mm. And so as social media took off, suddenly I was a genius marketer. But before that, I was not. Because the every like thing that I understand at a visceral level is about authenticity, transparency, connection. Like that's just how I like to be. Yeah. So in having to act outside of that, I just didn't have great insights. And then once the world aligned, and that's why timing is just real. It's just when you look at great successes, you, you've got to look at the timing. And it's usually the way that somebody is lines up with the way that the world is. And, and then it just all works. And like, that's why I'm convinced that the way that we're building the studio is going to work, even though it's super unconventional, it lines up with all of my passions. It's like the world is colluding to make this happen. Um, and so I had that mask on of material things. I was chasing money and just money. And the mask was on so tight that I was beginning to forget that it was a mask and that at any time I could take it off and say, this is really me. And so I hit that emotional crisis where I was no, I was so deeply unhappy that I'm literally standing on a line. And I'm like, if I take one more step forward, I go into depression. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not willing to take that step. I'm profoundly unhappy. Yeah. And I know where this goes. If you live in that state of profound unhappiness, your brain begins to wire for it and you slip into truly depression where you can't even go do something that's fun that you're passionate about and actually enjoy. 
way. Like it's just, it pervades everything you do. And so I was like, yep, not going down that path. So I go and I quit. I mean, I've told the story so many times I give the equity back. I'm leaving. I'm like, I, you know, I don't want anything for this. I'm going to go live on a beach in Greece. True story. And, um, I'm going to do something that makes me feel alive. And so in taking that mask off, I was like, Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like this feels amazing. But there was no sense. Like I, unlike with aggression where I recognize I'm putting this, I'm using his words. I don't actually think of it like that, but I'm, I'm forcing myself to channel something that is not in my natural state in order to get a result that I want. So here I was. And what I hadn't realized was I'm doing all of that. I'm wearing this mask to get a result that I think I want, but I actually don't, that's not the result I want. And so once I realized, Oh my God, this isn't even what I want. Then you take off the mask. Then you can actually get what you want, which for me in that sense is connection. So that I love that about Lewis's book and, and just am so grateful. And, and I think it's amazing. And I, I think the world has lined up with where he's at. It, this book is so brilliant for him. And I, I don't think anybody saw this coming, least of all me, by the way. Yeah. And I thought his next book would be more about self-help and development. And I, this has really got a shot of, of becoming brand defining for him where he just owns like that, finding that truth, that vulnerability for guys, which is been you know under discussed up until this point and so i think it's really really cool and i love that because it had such a profound impact on my own life to realize once you really understand what motivates you and you act in accordance with that amazing things can happen yeah and i was going to say you know if i were to take away a lesson from the story you just told it would be you know for so that people don't get to the place where it's snowballing out of control but really to understand what your values are and to check yourself every so often to see if you're living in accordance with those values would that be fair? Very fair. And neurochemistry will provide you with the answer. If you love your life, you're having a great time. Um, I, like I was telling Lisa, I, I, I try to recognize the phases that I'm in. Look, I'm a huge believer in um, what, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name and I just said it like 30 minutes ago. Uh, Phil Jackson said, things come together, things fall apart. Like I, I just believe that to the core of my being. I think that is Uh, a fundamental truth of the human condition. Things come together, things fall apart. So when things are together, I try to recognize while they're happening, like, wow, this is a really special time. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing right now um, at Impact Theory, this is a special time. And I recognize it while it's happening. The last year of my life has has arguably been one of, it's definitely been one of the best years of my life. It may have been the best year. Um, So just really, really, um, in alignment with everything. And so that neurochemistry, I'm like, okay, I know I'm doing the right things for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm making untold number of mistakes for the business, but I'm making all the right moves for me from a neurochemical standpoint. And so that's a great guide. And every time that I've, I've felt like, Oh God, man, either I'm dreading Monday morning or I'm living for a Friday night, or, you know, there's a person I don't want to see or a location I don't want to go to, which that was happening at awareness technologies for, like five or six years after um, I left that business to go to Quest, um, I hated driving into the marina, to Marina Del Rey, because that's where the company was headquartered. It just felt like dark clouds were rolling in. Oh, it just had such an ominous vibe for me. Yeah, I get that. Um, Switching gears a little bit, I want to ask you about feedback, which is something that Lewis talks a lot about in the episode. Um, And this is what helped him grow emotionally and personally. So he's a big proponent of getting that feedback, and I know you are. So what are some of the ways that you seek feedback in your life? Well, so here's the the real truth. So um, 
and this is you asking a question that you basically already know the answer to, but thank you for everybody watching. (laughs) Um, so my thing is I, I really, really, truly want from the, the people, um, in the company, I want aggressive, honest, and very public feedback. Um, one, because that's, that's, that's my fantasy for the company. I want all of us to do that. And we're not there yet for sure. Um, I'm not sure that that will ever quite be to Ray Dalio's level where he had software developed that allows people to rate each other in real time. But man, honestly, honestly, he said 30% of the world just can't handle it. But none of the people in the 30% that can't handle it will ever be successful at a high level. They just won't. I I promise. Yeah. Um, I, uh, maybe like for whatever reason, an animator just jumped into my mind, maybe like that where you could be like this totally solo person, but even that God, like Pixar, their whole thing is public aggressive feedback. So to me, it just all comes back to that. The people that are going to succeed are going to be the ones that really, really like they care about the art or they care about the work or whatever so that they, they really want that feedback and not asking people to pussyfoot around it and just letting them give it to you, not to be cruel, but to be direct. And then it's like, okay, I can hear that and I either take it or I discard it, but at least I heard it. Um, So that's what I seek in the business context. But the truth is there's only one person that I trust is always giving me real feedback that is devoid of um, motivation other than to see me succeed. And that's Lisa. I, I, not my mom, not you. And I think you're very good at it, but I think even like, even you who I think really, really excel at this, um, it's going to take us time to really get to that place. And we've been working together now for what, a year and a half. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, where's that mark? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? I think it'll happen because you're that kind of person. Um, but like you, you have to know over a long period of time that what I say is real mm-hmm. and that it's not a booby trap, right? right. Or, or, cause I don't think you would ever think it's a booby trap that I emotionally can handle it. Right. right. That, that you'd be worried like, God, he says it, but there's like a difference <laughs> between words and reality. Yeah. Right. And so there's going to be a day where you you get fucking fed up with me over something. And so you just say it and you're like, I don't fucking care what happens. And then mm-hmm. it's going to be like, whoa, nothing bad happened. And he, even in that moment, like he took it on and that'll be like a big moment for us. Right. And so that's why relationships over time, it's not like Lisa and I, in the beginning, we're where we are now, right? We're the result of 17 years and next year will be a result of 18 years. And hopefully it's always, you know, the better. So can I just say in this journey, one of the things that we're going to have to overcome, which will be difficult is that you're, you're making this request, but as the leader of the company, yeah, that's, it's the hardest thing to give feedback to your superior and we'll say out loud why because everyone agrees no one's watching this going no that's not true everyone agrees but i don't know that everybody knows why they agree i think because well I, maybe i don't know but i think it's because you fear some sort of retaliation maybe um yeah i think that's what it is you fear retaliation it is 100 percent that so it's what i hate and i don't see any way around it there in fact there is no way around it um, because even Lisa and I, and you know, I never make jokes about this and I, I even am doing all this preamble cause I don't even like to say the word out loud, but I know ultimately Lisa could divorce me. Okay. So at the end, there is no relationship you're in. A president can be impeached, right? There's no relationship you're ever going to have where there isn't some consequence. Mm-hmm. So like we all know, like there is a line to be crossed here and all of the relationships in our lives are just varying degrees of that. And I think the best one is probably, um, 
mother, and I'm going to say more so mother, mother to child. That's probably the ultimate where you feel like, fuck, I could get away with a lot. And this person would still love me. Yeah. But everything shy of that, you know, there is behavior you could come in and do. And I'd be like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and I know there's behavior I could do where you'd be like, I'm the fuck out of here. So we know that, but the power dynamic is uneven, right? So uh, because I control the finances, because I control the voting rights of the company, but by the way, it's official. This man owns part of this company. Hey, <laughs> um, which I love. Certainly hope you feel the same. Indeed. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like the power dynamic isn't even. So now it becomes figuring out like, who am I really? What is my value system really? And so that's when, like, I know Lisa actually wants to grow. And so if I'm sincere in my approach and I'm telling her something and I really want her to grow um, and that I know, like, I've got a lot of years of having loved her and been kind to her and not um, taken, like, when she's exposed her neck to me, I've not taken advantage of that ever, right? Like, every time a dog rolls over and offers you their tummy, like, you've got an opportunity to do something that hurts and then they never do it again. Or every time, every time, every time they do it, like it's greeted with love and affection. So my wife and I have that. I really believe in a business with, with only a core group of people. But if you have those core groups of people all throughout the organization, then you can have an entire organization where people realize, wow, like there really is a lot of trust. Yeah. We'll, we'll gain that more and more over time. And, yeah. and that's why the example that I gave is it will come, there will be a moment where you get so frustrated with me that you don't care for a minute. And in that minute, you'll run an experiment accidentally. And that experiment will be right now. I'm so annoyed. I'm going to fucking lash out. And then I know what that moment is, right? So I'll be looking at it on a long timeline and I'll say, fuck, thank God. Like we finally got to the point where I've unintentionally pissed him off so much that now he's like, he doesn't give a shit what the repercussion is. And in that moment, that's where I get to go. Hey, I'm open to that. Like you've you've earned the right to do that by yeah. performance, by being a confidant, like all of it. Right. And so that's essentially you exposing your neck because in that moment, if I go in for the kill, you'd be like, yeah, I fucking, you know, I overstepped right. a traditional relationship, business relationship. And that'll be huge for both of us because in that moment, the depth of our trust will go much farther, right? Cause yeah. you'll know how I'll react in a moment like that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You and me both. All right. Uh, I want to ask a, a different kind of question here. And, and that's something that I think Lewis's ideas in his book sort of um, are hinting at. And that is, are we, do you think as a society, we have a problem with masculine identity today? <sighs> Jared. Um, uh... and, and maybe I'll say, the U S because it's, it would be a pretty gross generalization to say the world. I think uh, I'm going to answer it maybe a little bit differently. So, you know, me, I'm always, always, always grateful for, um, the guests coming on and sharing. And I have no need to convince them of my way of thinking. Like I want them to share their ideas with our audience and I want our audience to build their life around ideas that they get from very disparate sources and, and put it all together. I would say, and, and I, I, think Lewis and I would disagree on this vehemently. So please know that I'm not speaking for Lewis when I say this. Um, I think that we need to toughen the fuck up and as a society, and that has been for sure me. So I, I, um, I've had to learn to be more assertive, 
dominant, aggressive without alienating people or being a jerk. Like, I don't want people to think that like, um, I've tried to create a, in fact, I'm going to channel you for a second. You said this off camera, so I don't think there was any, um, ulterior motive, but you said you've created a safe place here for people to really explore and make mistakes and learn and grow, which is like the ultimate compliment for me. Mm -hmm. So that is my natural state. I really want that for people. But the fact is to get where we want to go, we're going to have to be some of the hardest, toughest motherfuckers on the planet. And I respond to knowing that at the core, I have that beauty and a desire to connect and all of that. I am obsessed with people like David Goggins because mm -hmm. that's what I've needed in my life. And so if you said, Tom, you, you have one prescription to give society as a whole, either you can tell them to toughen the fuck up buttercup, or you can tell them they need to like be more vulnerable. I'm going to say toughen the fuck up buttercup for sure. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. We'll we've one more question. Yeah. Maybe. We, we, oh. this, this was an awesome episode. If you haven't already watched this, go watch this. Um, we are going to have to make it a little short today. Much, much, much apologies. Yeah. I guess my final question is this, since you know Lewis so well and you've watched his career, where do you think he's going to go next? World domination. This kid is, this kid learns and is growing so rapidly. It, it is amazing to watch and I'm really, really inspired. I'm so glad because I met him almost two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And to see what he's done in two years is mind blowing. It's really impressive. And I think he is, he, despite like, um, what I just said about my, my prescription for culture, I think he's read the culture perfectly and is giving them exactly what he thinks they need and is giving it to them in a way that they can understand that he thinks is going to make their life better and more empowering. And I think people are going to rise up and be like, dude, this is exactly what I needed. It's really going to allow a lot of people who otherwise feel like they have to um, be a different way, give them somebody who's their champion that's giving them something that they can look at um, and, and act in a new way that they may not have otherwise understood. And I think he's just read people perfectly. It's yeah. It, I think I really, really think he is naturally in touch with a certain segment of people. Mm -hmm. And just, so I think this is really him being him like off camera, by the way, he's exactly like he is on camera. Yeah. He like does these crazy, like bear hugs where he holds you like way too long. <laughs> and then he'll let you go and he'll be like, I know that was a little awkward, but it's like, but he does it because yeah. he's trying to break down those walls and stuff that really is him. And so, yeah, I, I think they're just every now and then there's somebody who is so like, of the moment, like they have sprung forth from the time, the culture, the everything, and they have the ability to read the culture, to be self-aware enough, mm -hmm. to know how to create things that people can use, and that's him. And so I think that, yeah, I, I think he's gonna eat the world. I think he's gonna be huge. I think he's gonna be an absolute breakout star. That's awesome. All right, we'll wrap it up there. All right. Guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. As always, an absolute pleasure to get a chance to go deeper on the topics. If you haven't already watched the main episode of Lewis Howes, go watch it now. This kid delivers nugget after nugget after nugget. Absolutely amazing. And if you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.
everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.